there. Thanks for listening to Let's Talk Withdrawal, a weekly discussion on antidepressants and the issues surrounding them. Hello, this is James. Welcome to episode 19 of Let's Talk Withdrawal, a weekly podcast discussing antidepressants and mental health. Before we get started, I just wanted to thank you for getting in touch and sharing your feedback. I'm really grateful for each and every message I receive. This week, I'm honoured to have had the chance to interview Marion Brown. Marion is a psychotherapist who works with the human givens approach to supporting people in emotional or psychological distress. Through her work, Marion has become increasingly concerned about the effects of psychotropic medications on patients and on their ability to engage with therapy. In this informative interview, we talk about Marion's background, how human givens works as a therapeutic approach and also the effects of psychiatric drugs. We also discuss medically unexplained symptoms, sometimes given as an explanation for psychiatric drug adverse or withdrawal effects. Hello Marion, thank you so much for talking to us. Firstly, for the listeners, could you give us a little bit about your background and your experience with patients taking psychoactive medications? Well, I suppose background, um, I'm a psychotherapist um, and I qualified in 2011. And I've I've done all sorts of other things in my life, but it's something I've I've always wanted to do. So when I had time to do it, I decided to to get involved. And um, as a psychotherapist, I thought I'd be able to help people quite quickly. And I trained in the human givens approach, which is, is is a very effective counselling and therapy approach. So I set up in private business in 2011 and I hoped I'd be able to help people quite quickly to get back to their lives and get on with, um, you know, coping with things like anxiety and depression and just the usual things that, you know, that people meet at at various stages in their lives and help them to get back to normal again. And I realised that more and more people were coming to see me who had had problems with medication. And and our training had told us that uh, you know, medications were not, you know, obviously we didn't deal with medications. We were counsellor ther- therapists. Mm. And the medication issues were all for people to discuss with their GPs. And so I went along with that. And then people started telling me stories uh, and they tried to tell their GPs who weren't interested or didn't seem to understand. So then it was soon after that I met Anne. Anne had already come through withdrawal and she'd had uh, uh, very extreme experiences with it all. And she'd already begun to do a lot of research herself on the internet and on Facebook and so on. And, and so Anne really became my teacher. She she said, look at this and look at that. And, and, I, and you know, I tried, she'd called me initially to try human given psychotherapy with her. And of course, it's helped, you know, it helps a bit. It helps people to calm down and tell the stories and so on. But it doesn't even begin to touch the kind of issues that people are left with. Um, or certainly that Anne had been left with after, after coming off antidepressants. You know, the issues are certainly not, not something you'd help with quickly. This is something that people are living with, you know, they're, they're left with what I, I now see is definitely damage, yeah. um, to the nervous systems, you know, serious damage to the nervous systems. And any of these psychotherapy approaches, and particularly the human givens approach works on people's normal functioning nervous systems and if people's nervous systems are messed up they, they don't work properly because the the normal um sort of physiological thing of regaining homeostasis within the body you know the balance within all of the body reactions and systems and so on is interfered with and marianne i just wanted to ask you mentioned starting to come into contact with patients suffering with antidepressant side effects 
or as Anne displayed problems after withdrawal, was this something that you were aware of before meeting these patients? Well, I, I, I did have a slight inkling because my husband had been on, he, he himself had had some issues with, with medications. I, I had no idea that this was really the medications because people just think it's them. They think it's them having odd ideas and odd thoughts and feeling awful. They don't realise it's the medications. And this was what, you know, people were coming in telling me, you know, stories about having different problems, which didn't seem to be anything to do with the anxiety, depression. It was more physical problems. And it was only when I began to understand more that I realised it was all connected. You know, the physical problems had probably been caused by the medications. And the very weird thoughts as well. And, and of course, now I've, I've learnt a lot more and, and done a lot more research myself. I understand much better about how, 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 the, how the antidepressants are, are, are interfering with people's thinking processes as well. And, and um, you know, making them feel ill in all sorts of different ways, which... People don't understand and they go back to the doctors and the doctors don't understand. There's just so much sort of misunderstanding, I suppose, is the main the main thing, you know, among the whole thing. So basically, I had no idea that this is what I was going to, to find. I had no idea that people were widely having terrible side effects of the medications and unable to come off them and so on. So, so, it, so in our training, we weren't taught that. So that's something I've actually been trying to raise awareness of, that the people that we're dealing with uh, as counsellors and therapists to a large extent, we're dealing with people who are struggling with the effects of medications. It's not just the, you know, the basic depression, anxiety, you know, the the, the day-to-day stuff, the, the real, you know, the human stuff that is part of part and parcel of, of human life. It's, it's severely complicated by the effects of the medication. I think you're absolutely right and correct to identify the complete lack of support and understanding. There's almost a tacit assumption that prescribing an antidepressant will help everyone, but my experience and the experience of many that I've interviewed is that they just give you a whole slew of other issues to deal with on top of the original presenting condition. Exactly, yeah. And then people end up on more different medications for the for the different for the different symptoms they've developed. There seems to be this assumption that you take an antidepressant, okay, it's a pill that you eat, okay, and it goes down to your stomach and somehow it ends up in your brain doing something to your neurons and and things and and even when you think of it in those terms, well hang on a minute, it's gone through to get to your brain it must have gone through your body. So there's this whole sort of disconnect. It's all about moods and feelings. That you take a pill that's going to affect moods and feelings, and, and it does because it affects all sorts of other things as well. Thank you. And if it's okay, could we move on to talk about your involvement with the recovery and renewal group? Yes, absolutely. Was with Anne. Um, you know, after I'd learned, Anne and I had begun to learn a lot more about what was what was going on. Um, we decided to. Well, Anne asked me to help her set up this self-help group, which we called Recovery and Renewal. And it was to try and, uh, so we put a notice in the local papers just to try and see if there were other people locally who were, were needing help, who were struggling with medications and needed a bit of reassurance about what they were dealing with and, and you know, some guidance as, as well. And we contacted the local GPs as well because we thought the GPs would be interested and would be, you know, help with their point of view and how how help us to help people better and so on but we were just ignored by the GPs they didn't want to know but we did uh, contact quite a lot of local people who came and told us their stories I mean it was astonishing to hear the stories and how really how these medications are, are completely ruining people's lives and relationships and they're you know completely wrecking family relationships and to me as a therapist that has been the, the most astonishing thing that I've and, and really the most deeply concerning thing is that you know people you know just 
by taking these tablets, it can completely change the course of people's lives. And then some people become suicidal and take their lives. So, I mean, it's it, it's no small matter. This is huge. And that was one of the problems with the group. So, we, you know, we managed to run for two, nearly two years, meeting nearly every week for a couple of hours. And, and we tried to sort of uh, get other alternative kind of therapists to come and introduce people to taster sessions of yoga and art therapy and um, laughter gyms and all these kind of things. One thing we found was that people didn't really want the, this whole medication thing. People didn't want to go there. And yet some of the people who were coming were really struggling with the medications and angry. Once, you know, once people realize that they've been been given something that has made them ill that they become you know they're angry and they're upset and the and the other thing i mean one of the effects of the medications is that it you know damages people's empathy because they're feeling cut off and it makes them less able to interact positively in groups and with other people and and when you think that that's a huge thing to do to people because if people are unable to build a poor normally and and have good relationships with people around them that that's surely going to have further detriment to their mental well-being and you know when you think of the marriages and um it, well you know all sorts of family relationships that have been ruined and people's relationships with their children well, I mean, you know yourself, it's, it affects all sorts of things, which are, are then, you know, get into this sort of awful vicious circle of, you know, things get worse and worse. That's an excellent point. And I can certainly attest that I've never felt more isolated and alone than when taking my antidepressant. My doctor told me that the antidepressant would help prepare me for CBT, but I found the opposite was true. I was less able to engage with therapy because of the effects of the antidepressant. Absolutely, yeah. And of course, the other thing that people don't talk about very much, but it's it's huge, is, is the effect they have on libido and so on. I mean, you know, in, in marriages and, and all sorts of relationships, that is huge. And it's, you know, it's the kind of thing that isn't talked about very much because it's embarrassing for people. Um, and it's, you know, becomes very much part of the relationship and, and the relationship breaks down or, you know, people have affairs, all sorts of things happen. Because of the medicines, you know, we've got to get the word out. Some good has got to come of this. You know, I think that that's that's a feeling. I think that many people who've been affected feel. You know, we've got some good has got to come out of this. You, you know, that's the one thing. I think everybody's kind of uh, really united by the sort of um, drive to to say, look, something is really wrong. And I think that Facebook has played, played a huge part in this because when pe- previously people were so isolated, they, they didn't talk to anyone. And, you know, there wasn't the, the communications. So the sort of IT and communications, as it's developed over the last probably five years, I think that is making an enormous difference that people are being able to connect with each other to help each other online. Even when people are bedridden, they're able to, to do that. And I think, you know, there's this, this great building of of a recognition that something is terribly wrong. We do need to get the word out and say you know, what needs to be done to begin to get something done about it. I agree, Marion, and it's a common theme that Facebook and other online communities are supporting each other through thick and thin. And that's really heartening to see, but it's also equally disappointing because professionals like GPs and psychiatrists aren't engaging with the reality that people are experiencing with these drugs. I just wondered, Marion, whether you had any contact with GPs that would lead you to understand why they're not interested in this issue. Well, yes, I have I have contacted quite a lot of GPs. Uh, my husband was a GP and, and I know quite a lot of GPs, you know, through, through, through my life. And I have tried raising it with them and um, there's a sort of, I don't it's hard to describe it. It's quite a horrifying thing for doctors to actually realise that the medicines that they've been giving people for quite a long time may be doing harm 
it actually is really hard for i mean i'm i'm sure i'm almost certain that nobody's that no gps are doing this you know harming people on purpose i think there's something terribly terribly wrong with the guidelines that they're working to mm. um and it's it's a complex because it's the guidelines from um you know nice and the main one's really nice mm. is the clinical guidelines and then and then there's their own you know the nhs has its own guidelines for for what doctors should do and so on and then there's these nhs websites or nhs supported websites like patient uh, i think it's called patient.com and and these kind of things so and the, and there's guidance on that and they and the gps feel that they well i know that they do have to follow the gui- guidance um they they're supposed to have discretion with every you know every single patient but having said that it's hard for them you know, they don't have they've got very little time to really go into detail with each particular patient about what might be best for them. Yeah. So so really they have to take the shortcuts and, and you know, if the patient uh, presents with a certain symptom, yeah. the GPs will look it up and say, well, you've got, you're having this particular symptom, okay, what's the right drug for this particular symptom? And sort of plug it in and, and here's a prescription and there you go. So my what I've learned is the GPs really actually, I don't think have any idea what these medicines are doing or, or even how they work. Um, you know, they affect they, they affect the nervous systems. Um, so the central nervous system, it's the autonomic nervous system, the, the fight-flight response. So they're affecting everything and people are thinking they're just taking this pill for the depression well it's not just for the depression it, it affects all sorts of other things and and if you think i mean if, if i said i'm going to give you this pill and it's going to mess up your nervous system i mean i wonder if you'd still think of taking that pill i mean because basically that's what they're doing they're, they're tinkering with the nervous system i think that's very true and had i been able to listen to real experiences before i started my antidepressant i would have either not taken it at all or I would have been very careful to only take it for a short time to get over a difficult patch and therefore avoid the longer-term consequences. From my discussions with others on this, what seems to be happening with GPs is that people are getting support initially to get onto the antidepressant to help them, but the follow-up isn't necessarily happening and they're not got back in and asked, how's this working for you? No, that's right. And, and of course, most of, the, most of the guidelines say that people have to take, that you know, the, the, the GPs should prescribe antidepressants particularly for at least six months and then for at least six months after the person no longer having the um, symptoms so it, it sort of becomes never <laughs> you know it sort of goes on and on and on and then people are into long-term problems and they and they, if they try and come off they, they then hit withdrawal and it's it's an incredibly complex thing so the more I see it, the more I, I think that, um, you know, I don't think GPs have had any idea of what was going to happen. Mm. I think I think antidepressants have been especially pushed um, for for the last 20 years or so, and especially the last 15 years. I think, you know, there, there's, there's been incentives really for GPs to prescribe mm. antidepressants, and the guidelines have, have encouraged them to. They haven't really realised what's happening there hasn't been a plan for, to get people off again. So so we're, we're then getting into a situation where, you know, we are where we are, but what on earth do we do now? But unless unless it's recognised that these medications are, are really causing harm, you know, are really giving people enormous problems, unless it's recognised, every single day more people are going to the GPs and getting started on antidepressants every single day. Even thinking of, you know, since the, the BMA Board of Science started their project in 2014, um, when they started their surveys, I mean, we're, here, here we are 
you know, three years down the line, how many thousands of people have been started on started on medications that are now causing them problems even during that time? The numbers in this are really frightening, aren't they? And it's not generally a short-term problem. If people suffer, they tend to suffer long-term and put up with antidepressants long-term and then struggle to get off. And I think the other point that happens is, is that people have become deeply suicidal at some stage or other. Sometimes it's when they start on the drugs. Sometimes it's when they try and come off them. But that terribly desperate suicidal feeling that people get and that's because of the drugs it's not you know people can get people length of human kind of become suicidal occasionally that's you know that's that's a stage that people go through but usually if if they can be helped through that stage you know they, they come out of it and feel a lot better and get on with their lives but the this business of the antidepressants making people feel desperately suicidal and they can feel suicidal for weeks and months and years you know, just feeling so, so awful. And trying to trying to help people who are feeling that bad is really difficult. And as, as a therapist, I find a sort of ethical point to this, that having now learned how much harm these drugs can do, I find it really difficult when patients come in and tell me that they're you know, having these terrible problems with the medications. And, and it does seem to be the medications. And I know that if I refer them back to the GPs or, or the crisis team or whoever might be appropriate, they will just get given more and stronger medications. That's so disappointing, isn't it, that the response to someone in crisis is to give them even more to deal with. And, and there are, you know, I'm sure there are times when that is appropriate, but they need to be helped then to, you know, get back to some kind of normality, you yeah. know, and gradually be able to reintegrate properly into normal life. Absolutely. And Marion, I wanted to move on now to talk a little about human givens as a therapeutic approach, if that's okay. Can you help me understand a bit more about human givens and how it helps people suffering emotional or psychological distress? Yeah, well, the human givens approach has been around for quite a long time. 20 years or more, and I first found out about it in, in the late 90s. And What I love about it is it just seems to make complete sense. It's just common sense. It's how human, you know, human beings, that's why it's called human given. Um, and the, uh, the human givens are what we are given, what we're, what we're born with. And we're born with a set of needs that all humans need to get met in order to live well, and a set of resources in order to help us to get our needs met. And if we can get our needs met in balance, we can live, you know, reasonably, you know, sensible emotional lives. Uh, we can be we can be okay. And from time to time, things will go out of balance. There'll be some needs we, we're unable to get met. Our, our resources and our emotions will tell us that something's wrong and we'll need to change something or, or do something differently in our lives to try and get that balance back again. So, so that's a kind of sort of basic thinking behind it. And, and it really works. I see people regularly who come in for depression, anxiety, panic attacks, all these kind of things. And if you can help them work, work out what, what it is at the root of the depression, anxiety, the panic attacks, we can work on that and help them get back to living normal lives really quickly. But the trouble is once the medications get involved, that it actually affects the ability for people to recover quickly. Because most of the work we do works quite closely with the, the, the normally functioning fight-flight response, you know, the uh, which is all involved with depression, anxiety, and so on. Yeah. Uh, and if if the drugs have tampered with the fight flight response in whatever way, that doesn't, you know, the normal balancing system is affected. So it's much harder to help people quickly once they've been started on medications. So if they if they haven't started on any medic medications at all, the human givens approach is tremendous. I would say that if they are on medications and everything's, you know, they're, they're doing all right on the medications, then also the human givens can probably be fairly helpful. 
and in due course they may be able to think about carefully, very carefully, uh, withdrawing from the medications. But it certainly gives us, if we could help people to not have to start on medications in the first place, that would be what I would really want to be advocating. I agree. That early intervention is crucial, isn't it, in terms of showing people that there are alternatives? Because as we all know, popping a pill seems easy, but it's to our cost in the longer term. Yeah, and and quickly. I mean, people need help. You know, when they go and see the GP or, or, or a therapist with, with anxiety and depression, you want to be able to help them this week, tomorrow, next week at the very latest, but not in six months' time or, you, you know, there's a, not on a waiting list. People need help when they're in distress, not being told to, they've got to wait for months and months and months. Thank you. And Marion, if people wanted to know more about human givens and perhaps wanted to look into getting some help of that kind themselves is there somewhere they can go to find out more about it absolutely there's a a human givens website which is uh, hdi.org.uk and there's masses of information on the website there's a lot of free information available and there's books and cds and there's there's self-help available on the website and there's also um, a a register of therapists and there are there are human givens therapists all over the all over britain and you know, you can you can find those on on the Human Givens website. That they also run extremely good courses and webinars and things as well. So you know, obviously, it depends on your budget and and what you can afford. But there's quite a lot of free information available, and and then there's also um, other alternatives. So it, it's worth exploring. The NHS doesn't seem to be supporting it particularly. So I, I would love to be able to encourage. GPs to hand out those leaflets rather than starting people on medication yeah. <laughs> um, and say, for a start, have a read of this, you know, come back, have a read of this, come back next week if you're having trouble, but have a read of this and maybe do some exploration yourself. Because sometimes the very fact that people start making inquiries for themselves, learning a bit more for themselves, that that in itself can be quite encouraging. It can help them to think, well, I can get better quickly. Um, I, I, I'm not mentally ill. Human givens, we, we don't really use the, we, we don't really use diagnoses and, and, and talk about people being mentally ill. We, we say that they're, you know, they're in distress they're, for whatever reason and we'll try and help them to find ways through that distress. And the whole concept of people being diagnosed with mental illness is really, you know, that, that, that we, we don't really use that concept because people are people. Humans are humans. We go through life and we sometimes hit rough patches where where we struggle. And uh, with appropriate support, hopefully we get through those rough patches and can get on with our lives. I agree completely. And I wish that I had realised that trying to medicate away my problems was really no solution at all. Yeah, but it is. I mean, it's a very common sort of cultural belief we all have, isn't it? That that's that's what, what we should do if we feel ill, we take a pill. But also based on the human givens approach. And it's the Innate website. That's the in 8 .uk.com and that again there's a lot of resources and some free resources and there's you know there's stuff on the website and things so definitely worth exploring and they 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 what they they sort of supported self help approach so it's a, it's an approach that you can do some yourself but also you know there are therapists there are people to talk to so you know it's more just to to help people get back on an even keel as quickly as you can one of the things that the antidepressants do is they affect people's sense of who they are the sort of sense of self you suddenly become someone with a mental illness and sort of numbed by their medications as well and and people who've been on antidepressants for years and years have, have they often say the thing i don't know who i am anymore and they may have done you know sometimes if they're on something that makes them feel you know masses of energy or whatever they, they sometimes do things which don't feel were really them at a, you know to, when they look back they think 
oh my God, you know, I did all those things and I didn't feel like it was me. And so that that's quite, you know, when you're working with someone as a therapist again, if if they've lost the sense of self, that's quite a huge thing. So so that's just something that, uh, from a therapist's point of view, seeing people who've lost their sense of who they are, that is quite, it's a really worrying thing when someone feels that they've done things in their lives which they didn't feel were themselves, and, and then they feel guilty or ashamed. So so there's a, there's a kind of um, tale that comes with the antidepressants that leaves people with this complete, Sort of loss of rudder. It's almost a self-confirming belief, isn't it? Because the reason you went to the doctor in the first place was partly because you felt so bad about yourself. And then you find yourself on a psychotropic drug that almost encourages you to feel even worse. And so you descend. Yeah, yeah. The effect on relationships is huge. And the effect on your sense of self, which is all sort of interconnected. And then the, the, the effect on the nervous, the, the nervous system, the fact that there's damage being caused to people's nervous systems. I think that is... That is the thing that really sticks out to me as being in- incredibly worrying that we're messing with people's nervous systems. Thank you so much, Marion. And was there anything else that you think we should cover? Oh, I guess there is one other thing. It's, it's about when people are labelled as having a mental illness, their opinions have been validated. Uh, and people, you know, you, you're, not, you're not taken seriously. You're thought of being, you know, a bit bit nuts or a bit off the wall or, you know, what, what, and people use, you know, really quite derogatory terms. Uh, and the other thing is when people go to see their doctor and they say they found us on the internet and they want to tell the doctor about it, and you can see the doctors roll their eyes and say, oh, you know, you find out on the, wouldn't be looking on the internet, would you, you know? And that it's, it's just so humiliating you know when people are intelligent they're looking for stuff they're trying to find out what on earth's going on for them they're learning stuff and they're taking it to the doctor and saying i think this is what's going on doctor and the doctor sort of says well you know that's just on the internet isn't it i have experienced exactly what you describe and it does feel like i'm being judged as not thinking clearly and therefore not able to make proper assessments of my own health exactly we've come across across this thing that people are being diagnosed sometimes with, without their own um without their own knowledge the doctors are viewing them as having medically unexplained symptoms so what's happening is the the side effects and the withdrawal effects and all the effects of the medications affecting the nervous system are resulting in these medically unexplained symptoms and they're basically misfunctioning or dysfunctioning of the nervous system or damage to the nervous system which doesn't show up as you know don't doesn't show up as a disease in tests and things they are classed as um nervous system dysfunctions mm. and they say and and the, this medically unexplained symptoms term is used to say well we we've no idea what caused this dysfunction mm. but um unfortunately you've developed this dysfunction so we're going to try and help you cope with it better when you start putting when you start overlaying what's happening with what we know is now is happening with the antidepressants and the, and the long-term effects and the withdrawal effects and so when you, when you overlay that with this idea that people acquire these odd disorders and a nervous system dysfunctions and you start to say wow okay what is happening here it's a horrible irony isn't it because anxiety and depression in themselves are medically unexplained symptoms There's no diagnostic test other than a highly subjective rating scale, and from that I was prescribed a psychoactive drug that affected almost every bodily system. For doctors then not to recognise that those physical symptoms are a result of taking psychiatric drugs is very poor. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, if you've you've been uh, previously 
had trouble with anxiety or depression or something, you're even more likely to have medically unexplained symptoms. Now, isn't that a surprise? So I, I, so I have been trying to raise awareness of that because that is what's happening. And that's how the GPs are, I think, are being, they're being told to or, or being encouraged to recognize or, or diagnose these medically unexplained symptoms or diagnose people as having medically unexplained symptoms. But they're not being encouraged to explore what on earth could be at the root of these medically unexplained symptoms. It's very worrying, isn't it? It seems that unless you're completely aligned with and compliant with your doctors, then it's very difficult to get any help at all. Thank goodness that there are people like you, Marion, that are willing to see beyond a person's primary diagnosis and to spend time investigating what's happened in a person's life to get them to the stage where they need that help. Yeah, and, and sometimes, you know, it, it, needn't, it needn't take long-term psychotherapy. Sometimes it can, you know, we can help people really quickly. Um, and human Given's approach has, you know, certain features about it which, which really can help people quickly. So I would highly recommend that people explore what they can about it. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Marianne. It's encouraging to know that there are alternatives out there for people and that they don't necessarily have to accept their diagnosis as the only route back to better health. And I suppose the other thing is, you know, as therapists, it's quite, most therapists really don't have any understanding either about the medication. So the more, the more you know, your podcasts and the more people who, who try to raise awareness of this, the more we can raise awareness for therapists and for the public and for everyone about what needs to happen, how we need to help people who are struggling with, with withdrawal and so on. I mean, that is huge. And uh, I mean, I think that the more that the people who have the lived experience of what is going, you know, what's happened to them, how what does help and what doesn't help, that we can feed back, um, you know, and use to help people uh, as therapists to help people with withdrawal. I think that'll be really important. And thank you for what you're doing, James. I, I think it's really, it, it's a tremendous idea and i think it'd be incredibly useful and important all, all over the place so well thank you marion but it's really because of you and others like you that are willing to talk to me about these issues that makes the podcast valuable i know that going against mainstream medicine is very uncomfortable and a difficult place to be but the podcast wouldn't work without your wisdom and honesty so thank you well thank you very much james I'm so grateful to Marion for giving up her time to talk to me. I hope you found the interview as engaging and enlightening as I did. And as a reminder, the Human Givens website is hgi.org.uk and you can also visit in8.uk.com. That's in8.uk.com. Feedback. Feedback. Please get in touch. I'd love to hear from you. You can email me on feedback at jfmore.co.uk. And I just wanted to share this comment with you, which was actually left on my petition. Alex writes, I have loved listening to the podcasts about withdrawal from psychoactive drugs. It has been such an eye-opener and has given me so much information about this important topic. I have almost finished my psychology training and hope to be able to use this information to make a difference and ensure everyone who needs help with withdrawal can access it. Well, that's so heartening to hear. Thank you so much for that feedback, Alex, and best wishes for the rest of your training. Also, recently having interviewed Dr. Joanna Moncrief, I wanted to remind you about the 8th of June event being held in London. A disorder for everyone exploring the culture of psychiatric diagnosis and creating change with Dr. Lucy Johnstone, Dr. Joanna Moncrief, Joe Watson, Ray Waddingham and Pete Sanders. This one-day continuing professional development event is for everyone who is interested in the current debates around mental health. It aims to attract psychologists, counsellors, service users, psychotherapists, 
mental health support professionals, psychiatrists, people with lived experience, managers and individuals with a personal interest. These events are renowned for their honest, open and fascinating insights into the world of modern mental health care and they are a must for anyone with an open mind to new directions in mental health support. The event is being held at Amnesty International UK in London on Thursday the 8th of June 2017. Tickets are available now and you can find out more and get tickets by visiting the website adisorderforeveryone.com. That's adisorder, the number four, everyone.com. Finally, if you're struggling with withdrawal yourself and don't know where to turn, there are some excellent resources listed on my website, jfmore.co.uk. Please go and have a look. Please do not increase, decrease or stop your psychoactive prescription medication without the advice and support of a medical or mental health professional. Thank you so much for listening and for all of your feedback and support too. And until next time, take care. Thank you so much for listening to Let's Talk Withdrawal. Come back next week for more news and views. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review and subscribe in iTunes.